Hello listeners, this is your host Johnny Rubes and welcome to another fresh episode of the 2400 Block Podcast and I appreciate you guys as always for streaming us. I'm glad to be a part of your life as well as you guys being a part of mine and that includes Helen Lamas in the Philippines. Yeah, you. You stuck with us ever since by listening to every single episode. That in itself is amazing. You are awesome. Honestly, folks, I can't thank you enough. It's been a busy couple days for me going through different states and doing the portable podcast thing with friends. But I just stumbled on something here that has been quietly sitting on the dusty shelf for the longest time. I think this unfinished episode from season one deserves a stew. And you can take a listen to it today. Looks like I finally got this one episode going in spite of it still being incomplete. Originally, it was to be the penultimate episode next to the finale for the first season and perhaps the longest in terms of playback length. Neither of these happened, and all I have with me are the unreleased interviews stored in my Mac that have yet to be heard in public. And it was a blessing to have two guests for the Chicago episode, that's Dante and Deborah, although I wanted to go as far as five. To this very day, I haven't been lucky to get any more interviewed for this project, but it is what it is. Maybe it's just best to celebrate the sudden release of this episode, period. It stems from the fact that this podcast is switching copyright-free music providers in a few days from now. So I have to push the resources out there ASAP. You see, I can't leave this shelved project in the dust for this long. The stories from these individuals must be heard, and they deserve to see the light of day. So... We're going to get that going right now. I hope you enjoy it. All right, this is Johnny Reeves of the 2400 Block podcast, and I'm here doing an episode about Chicago. And I got one of my friends with me right now, and many more. We got Dante. Dante, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How about you, man? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. Um, okay, we're gonna be talking about Chicago for the next few minutes, and I'm just gonna ask you just a few questions. All right, man. I'm down for it. First of all, how you been lately? I know it's been a while since we've last seen each other. I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm. A- I'm actually about to be on my way out of town right now. I'm actually heading to Vegas for a couple of days. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. How awesome is that? Oh man, I need it right now. I, it's definitely awesome. I definitely need it. That's good. When was the last time you went on vacation? Shoot, I say about a year ago. Yeah, year ago. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's for myself. I was on vacation like last December. I was in Orlando. Oh, man. Like originally, like I said, I, I had thought about planning and going out of town before all this happened, but it's like, like it's kind of hard nowadays. 
the account, but uh-huh. like right now, right now, this is a perfect time where I need to leave to reevaluate, breathe, especially with me working hard now. I, shoot, I need a time off. Oh, that's good, man. Well deserved. Yeah. So you um you commute from from uh, South Chicago to downtown for your job, right? Yes. Yes, I do. I see. And you, I'm assuming you take the, what, red line? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I'm trying to quiz myself. I'm, I'm still trying to familiarize myself with with downtown, downtown life, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm still, it still takes a while for me to learn and process all of this because I'm from like a mid mid mid-sized city. Okay. I'm from uh, Virginia Beach, so it's not really kind of big over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, hello to everyone over there. Gosh, I haven't seen Didi in a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How many uh, How many people in your entourage right now? Uh, three people. I have uh, my brother Derek, uh-huh. Didi, my sister, as you Oh. And also our friend Justice right here, right, right in front of me. Sweet. You know my friend, uh, my friend Raymond still remembers you guys, especially when yeah. you know, especially that night when we all went out to the movies and then ate dinner afterwards. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna be for the next few minutes. We'll just be talking about Chicago. No problem. Okay. Here we go. What does the city of Chicago mean to you personally? Personally, city of Chicago. Uh huh. To mainly, I would say adaptation. The reason why I say that is because you know, throughout time and you know, throughout the years, you know, city of Chicago changes differently. You know, uh-huh. it changes people both for good and for bad. But I usually see most of the good. You know how I usually how the city's been changing. So like, I. Early days when I was a kid, you know, it wasn't like as many, it wasn't as, you know, social, wasn't a lot of, you know, stuff that was mainly for a lot of people, like art, like uh, art, design, you know, like some of the stores that I go to now, like the black art materials, uh-huh. like that store didn't exist when I was a kid. And now that, now that I'm older, you know, the city starts adapting to, adapting to you know, it's to people like to the artists, yeah. you know, people who want to design, people who, you know, who like to shop, you know, rather buying bands or even going to, uh, even going in the Foot Locker again, you know, Jordan, even the Jordan store, even the Jordan store in the new, uh, in the original Foot Locker, the Foot Action that used to be there is now, um, it's not a Foot Locker, but now it's a finish line, which is, which just, you know, adapt, like, you know, it adapts. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, I see, uh, you know, being there for the last 10 years, I've seen so much out of that city. And there's, it's beautiful. I mean, just even looking at it during the drive in, in the early morning hours of 5.30 or 6 o'clock, here I am on 290 looking at everything in front of me. The sun's shining. Yeah, just like this morning. Sure, I understand that feeling, you. Every time I'm in the city and during the summer, it's like I see how beautiful it is while I'm walking to work. It's like the like the landscape, 
the buildings that I'm close by where I, where I work at, like I'm close to the to the Sears Tower. Uh-huh. And on the way back, you know, on the way home, I usually see like the uh, on State Street how you know how much how many how much how many people is down there is on the road is uh walking down the street. You know, I mean different social groups, different different types of you know styles. Yeah, and also the the city itself has an identity, and there's there's, yeah. just, there's just some feel goodness to that, you know. Um, you see these buildings; they all tell a story. You got the old buildings, and then you have the new buildings. You just see all that, and it's just be- beautiful exactly. and magnificent. Exactly. Yeah, to me, it's like it's from what I see in the morning. It looks like something out of a postcard that I could just send to my mom. Because, because of just, just how it looks in front of them. I remember taking them from the airport, and then I was driving on, on 90, and they're looking like, wow, because they've never seen anything that big. Uh, no. I tell, people, I, tell people from, I tell people when I'm outside when I'm outside of Chicago, like, it's a beautiful place to live in, you know, a beautiful place to be in. Mm-hmm. Even for um, even even a place you know, even to come and visit for some time, you know. Yeah, I even been to one of their hotels, the Grand Sheraton, especially during the New Year. That was a beautiful, uh, a beautiful yeah. event in itself. Seeing all the fireworks right over there at the river. I know some, like you said, some of the buildings tell stories, like um, the uh, cultural. I think it's a cultural museum. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the cultural museum near uh, Millennium, Millennium Station. Yeah. Museum in there. You know, I know there was one time where I was a kid. We had did a tour. And I remember my auntie actually talking about this one time. She talked about the movie Untouchables. But, um, you know, I think the opportunity my person, Robert De Niro, uh-huh. Kevin Costner, Sean Connery. You know, yeah. she told me, like, you know, one of the the scene that they shot, like one of the beginning scenes, is actually in, in that building. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Cause I remember the movie. I remember big parts of it, but I remember that beginning part." I was like, "Wow!" So this is where he actually shot the, the, the very major scene that set that sets it off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great take on a personality that's been very synonymous with that city for quite a long time. El, El Capone. Yep, and of course uh, we all want to see the Bulls win. It's, Definitely, it's, it's been like a, a long drought. I mean, we, I mean, we got, yeah, I got like Sox won, the Cubs won. Ever since Jordan's been gone, we have not won a championship. No offense. Ever since Jordan's been gone, but you know, I'm hoping that you know things will change eventually. Yeah, you I, know, hopefully. I just heard tonight that we got the four, I think the fourth pick in the first round. Oh wow. Yeah, in the first round, the main shoot means that we got a possible potential, which means that we might have. I ain't gonna say a game changer because you know, I I mean very hopeful, but it's like it gets my hopes up. But I don't want to say like you know. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not some. It'll be a game changer where it's like if they don't win the championship, I'm hoping they could try this year, and they get to get to the finals. And if they do get a championship this year, I will be. Not only amazing, it'll be shocking, it'll be amazing too. Oh, but, yes. you know, even with that, you'd be like, okay, if he doesn't change the game right now, maybe, you know, 
the years will come, he'll start changing things further. Like you see, when we had, um, which was, we had like Michael Jordan, when we first started off, you know, he didn't originally start off winning championships at first. But now it's like, you know, he ended up with the first, he ended up 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, and 98. Great. I admit, that's the first three feet. I know people are going to be arguing with me with that, but that is the truth, the real first three-peat. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, you know, later on, we, uh, like, years later, we ended up with Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, even though with the injuries, it seemed like, you know, he was a game-changer at the time, you know. Yeah. We were still making it to the finals. You know, we might not have got all the way to the championship, but we still got to the finals. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, what we get now and we got the fourth round in the first pick, the first in the fourth pick in the first round, which means we might be able to get somebody who's in, who might be a game changer again. So somebody who might be able to get us back to, you know, the, I ain't gonna say the Jordanary. Nobody gonna touch the Jordanary. Uh-huh. Nobody gonna touch. Nobody can touch that right now. Uh-huh. But you know, somebody who could possibly, you know, maybe be the next Michael Jordan or the next Derrick Rose. Actually, I'll say the next Michael Jordan possibly. No, let me yeah, let me take that back. But my brother's looking at me crazy right now. <laughs> but you know, maybe somebody who you know who can elevate the game. Yeah, next next level, next next uh, generation, next generation of superstars, basically. So my bad. I ain't gonna say. Let me take that back. Cause Jordan, don't make it top Jordan. So let me take that back. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. But you oh, know, man. it's good to uh, it's good to note here that. The Bulls are making, you know, the the key off season changes right now. They just got rid of their coach. Um, they yeah, got, no. they got new people in management. I'm finally glad glad they got rid of uh, what's that guy's name? Gar, Gar Foreman. So oh, that means and John Paxson. I think got, I think he's involved to some capacity, but not as much. So yeah, which means so you know finally you know somebody. I was getting us back in this position. Hopefully, somebody who can actually elevate our, somebody who can actually a coach, a coach who can help us. You know, develop the, develop our talent. Whoever we get in the, whoever get whoever get as our fourth pick, and also help with the talent that we have now. So, yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to this uh, next question here, I think you already elaborated with some of this. Says, are there any good memories being in the Windy City in which you can recall and share it with us listeners? Okay, uh, so good memory. Hmm. That one's kind of hard because I have more than one. So I, well, I, to, I, I know one in particular. I know you go to those uh, dressed up as a, um, a cosplay. Oh man! For the C two E two, I think that's what it's called. Yes, that's a definite. That was a big memory because the first year mm-hmm. it was actually. The first year that we went, like the very first year that it actually happened, and this is where it just started off originating. Like, you know, it wasn't as big at first as it is now. It wasn't like, you know, a major game changer where you get to make, where people make a major announcement. Now. But now that it's here, but back then when we first started, originally it was just my auntie, my auntie Merlin, myself, and my brother. And I was the I was and originally I didn't start cosplaying at first, you know. Uh-huh. It was, during that time, I was kind of afraid of doing it 
but throughout the years, I started, you know, like I started developing, like, you know, like, you know, I started finding this or I'm seeing people, I'm like, it's like people are comfortable with wearing it. And then it's like every year it's like, okay, like, like the first year I was like, nah, I can't do this. And then second year, third year, I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. Then fourth year, I'm like, okay, maybe I might think of something. Then the fifth, fifth into sixth, I was like, you know what, let's do this. You know, let me take a shot. You know, let me see how it looks. You know, it's something original. And I've, like you said, we've talked about it before. Yeah. And, you know, and shout outs to Mr. Anthony as well, you know. Uh-huh. So Mr. Anthony, when we, all three of us, you know, it was a geek, it was a really geeked out moment where it's like, you know, I was like, when I first wore, wore a cosplay, I was like, okay, I can't do this. I'm like, I was like nervous at wearing it at first because it's like, dude, this is, this is very, very awkward, but you know, you can do this. But then it's like, when I got there, it's like, okay, I'm comfortable now because it's like, it's not just me wearing a costume there. And throughout the years now, it's like, now it's like, I now I have this idea, like, if I go now, I have to wear a cosplay now. It's like, I have to wear something. And I'll tell you, like, from, from I started off originally from the first year not wearing anything to the sixth year I'm wearing Assassin's the Assassin's Creed hood, which you've know, which you've seen before, yes, right? Yes, I have. Yes, you know the whole entire get up, the, yeah. like the hood, the blade, the sword on my back, the hidden blade on my arm. You know, like full on, like full on black and red. Wow, you go all out. Yeah, and I was, yeah, and I remember I was feeling the burn from it after the fact. <laughs> you ever think about incorporating Chicago into your costume? I just have to find the right common ground with the Chicago. So it's like I want I want to give it something they uh like you know either built either environment wise or the um or even a design like you know a design wise would be kind of difficult, but it'd be like it'd be something possible that I could achieve. Yeah, I'll be willing to incorporate Chicago into my cosplays eventually. You just have to I just have to find the right just like the right thing to add into it. Yeah, maybe like the, the Chicago flag colorway or something. You know, you add a little bit of that blue and white and red. That actually don't tell us a bit. That's what I was looking for. You just thought about, you, I just thought about something. Um, the gym shoes that from the All-Star game, uh-huh. the blue, that, that, that Chicago blue, uh, I wish I would have found them. I would I would have incorporated right into my concept. All right, Dante, I'm going to move on to the next question if it's okay. Oh, no, go ahead, man. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go with the last question. It's one of those big ones because it's, it's happening right now all over Chicago. So much is going on right now with a plethora of issues affecting most of the citizens there. What's your take on it? Personally, I'll say I don't know where to start. Uh-huh. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to break it up in sections right now so, so I can talk about it. So let me start off with um, let me start off with the riot and recently. Okay. Recently and then before it. That, that was really like, what? That was a moment that really scratched my head. Like, what? The fuck? Excuse, I'm, oh, I want to ask now. I'm not, I'm not allowed right. to cut me. Like, oh, you're allowed. You, hey, freedom of speech, man. Go for it. Okay. So, this is like, what the fuck are y'all thinking? What, what, what have y'all lost? Part of me is like, have y'all lost y'all minds? It's like, y'all literally... 
Like I wasn't down there till like I showed up at the I showed up like when this after looting happened and the rioting. I was downtown like the fall, like the following week. Like recently, I've been working from home, but I'd be going down. I'd be going downtown for work every Thursday. The following Thursday after the riot, my I was just I was pissed and heartbroken. Cause it's like y'all literally destroyed this entire city. Like what the what the hell is wrong with y'all? I'm like y'all y'all literally smashing up smashing up buildings like like the Walgreens wall pass every day. I usually go in there, you know, get a couple things. Mm-hmm. That whole entire store was literally destroyed. Like they literally boarded up every they built they boarded up the windows, the like everything's boarded up, like it's not even open. So I'm like, y'all did all of this for what? I'm like, you guys have literally lost your minds. Yeah. I'm like, that is literally like, this is fucked up. It is severely fucked up. You know, what? I'm gonna give you. Uh, okay, is Dante's doing that? You are <laughs> listening to the 2400 Block Podcast, and we're talking about Chicago. So as he's doing that right now, as he's going about his business, this is what we're discussing. So and I'm glad that he's able to share his perspective on his uh, uh, on what it's like being a Chicagoan and, and sharing his experiences, especially with cosplay, which is his thing he mainly loves. And he was just discussing about, uh, you know, what's going on around Chicago, especially with the looting situation. And, and we get to hear his take on that. And I have to okay. agree with his assessment. Yeah, but then, okay. I'm sorry, I'm back. Continue y'all. on. Okay. The second part of this, which is the um, the violence. Oh, oh my gosh. I know that we're used to it, where it's like we're used to the violence in Chicago, uh-huh. where it's like we got used to you know shootings and all this. But with everything recently going on, where it's like. Like I was listening to this the other day with my mother. I was listening to a um, a guy on YouTube, BBG Doug Wayne. You know, if you seen the news with him, where he got shot, where he was shot in the magnificent, like in a shopping district where you don't expect no violence to happen. Right. Like, no form of violence. It's like, okay, wow. It's like no place is safe now, like nowhere. Like my head was shaking when I saw that. I'm like, I saw it on the news, but then when I saw the video, they'll put things on that deeper deeper perspective. Like these guys are now, uh, after this guy died and died in a violent way, now it's like, like the message is saying like, um, we're going after a uh, little dirt necks, you know, I'm like it's it's gone from violence violence against only people who have issues. So you know, that's retaliation towards you know I killed this person, I'm gonna kill this person. Like I'm gonna take a direct, I'm gonna take some, like take a little bit of a quoting from game from the game's manager from a from the B three video. Uh-huh. Like I'm be like. Like, I kill your friend, you kill my friend, I'm going to kill your friend. I'm going to kill you for this retaliation video. You're going to try to kill me and my people for this video. 
or I'm gonna kill two of your friends. I'm like, now nah, it's gotten to the point where it's like, wow. it's either you're gonna die, either you're retaliating or you're gonna die. Right? People are causing violence over what? Over what? Because uh, somebody has a small issue with you, because somebody has a beef with you or rap beef. It's like, now it's like where the violence, the violence that happened now, the violence that's keep that's current, that's constantly happening, is gonna continue until it's giving. Basically, it's fanning a flame for. I will admit, Trump. I ain't gonna lie. I'm. I'll admit, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not. I don't hate Donald Trump, but it's like, it's giving him ammunition to to give him valid reason. Yeah. Behind you know. Behind you know his campaign, as I'll put it. Which we already know, I'll admit, was a bunch of beef, which I'll admit, was a bunch of bullshit. Which he and now he wants to step up and try to say three in the National Guard. I'm like, you should have been brought him in the way y'all should have been brought him in way ahead. I'm like, y'all should have been brought him in when we had riots months ago, a month or so ago, when we had a riot that nearly destroyed part of the city, and the riots ended spreading from inside Chicago to everywhere else, like. Like, we had a right, like, not by my place, not where I'm at, 144, but it's like, my, my village was taking precautions where they was blocking the road every night, you know, keeping people from going into, coming into Riverdale, because they worried about somebody who's a right, who's a rioter from within the city or within the hundreds coming into 144th and further to cause to cause a further ride within our within our village or within you know RV or even Midlos or even in further cities, but it's like the violence has gotten to a point where it's no longer about just you know money and drugs. It's more about it's more about you know I'm gonna retaliate because you know I don't like the, I don't like this person or I don't like that person. I'm trying to keep myself from using the N word, so I apologize. Okay. So I know I can't use that's one word I I know I know that you you allow me to use cuss words, but I'm trying to keep myself from using the N word. Because so, oh. <laughs> I know I'm trying there's a way to keep it clean so much, but I can't keep but you know, if I use that then I, that's definitely like a block for me. So I so I'm trying my best. Oh, it's okay. But it's like y'all like come on. I'm like, y'all need to de escalate this. You need to de escalate this shit because y'all keep constantly causing Murder, murders for this, murders for murders for retaliation, murders for, for disrespectful videos, murders because he kills your friend, or, or murders because you know over drugs and money. I'm like, one thing that really had escalated my my head was um, when I found out that a dude snuck a damn rocket launcher into Chicago. Oh my! How the hell did you sneak a damn anti tank rocket launcher in the damn city? I'm like, how the hell did you pull that off? I'm like, my face, my thought was looking like, what the fuck? I'm like, motherfucker, have you lost your damn mind? I'm like, you, that's just a rocket launcher. We talking about an anti-tank rocket launcher. The type that you, that the military used to blow up a freaking tank. Wow. Like those simple long tube, only one shot. Not the ones where you got to pull, you got to pull out. The ones where you got like this in the package mm-hmm. and they just, you got open it, then go in, like with one single shot. So it's like, what the hell? But it's like y'all really lost y'all damn minds. I'm like, it's got to a point where I'm like, 
I will admit, like, I love my city, but this virus has gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm going to say, fuck it, I, I'm going to leave the city. I don't care if I move to a dent, into a freaking, uh, I'm going to move to probably California or somewhere else. I don't care if I'm moving to a freaking apartment that's a, that's a zero-bedroom apartment. Because if this virus escalates, it's only going to get worse unless they do something about it. How is it like in so, your neighborhood? My neighborhood, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had issues every now and then. You know, like I know my, I know that whoever hears this, who's my, who's my family, they're not gonna like, they're gonna like, they're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. No, I'm gonna talk about the, uh, you know, they when they went by my neighborhood across the street when they went Rainbow Six, and, uh-huh. full Rainbow Six, you know, but, okay. Let me bring it up. That's my brother. So earlier this summer, so my brother and my sister, they come by the house. And, you know, they're going to leave, you know, they're going to leave, you know, to check on their grandma. So when they go to his, so I'm working from home. I'm sitting down chilling out huh. on, on like a outside for a break. Next thing you know, Two, three cars deep, across the street, across the street, the neighbor's house across the street. This is what we call that. My neighbor, those neighbors across the street, like not across from me, like you know, not right across from my house, but like around, like across the corner. Uh-huh. They um, that's what, that place is. Well, I mean, it was a trap house. You know, people coming in and out. You know, I don't know what they was doing. Oh, wow. But then the day that this happened. We all looking like, what the fuck? Like, they went in. Well, I remember Rainbow Six. I mean, they had, I mean, these guys came in three cars deep. Two of them were SUVs. Like, shotguns, assault rifles. Mm. One of the guys had an actual ballistic shield, like full, like full-on Rainbow Six style breaking, breaking into the freaking house. I was like, what the hell? This is my face looking like, what the I'm like, what did y'all do? I'm like, what did somebody do? I'm like, they looking for some, I'm like, apparently they was looking for somebody who was in the house, you know, the guy had a probable warrant, but now it's like, I'm like, y'all literally handcuffed these guys, the, like the girls, the guys, they handcuffed, they had them literally sitting in front, in front of the house on the stairs handcuffed. I'm like, y'all literally came in with assault rifles in there. I'm like, I did not expect this to happen. Well, anyway, thank you for your, you know, for your time. I really appreciate it very much. No problem, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you giving me a call. Oh, no problem, dude. And we're going to be uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon in future episodes. Maybe we'll be talking about, you know, the cosplay thing. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely going to be talking about that. <laughs> all right, dude. You take it easy, all right? All right, you too, brother. All right, later, man. All right, you too, man. Bye. All right. Hey, I just uh, want to let you guys know that I just interviewed a lady. Her name is Deborah, and she's from Chicago. And we spent about 10 minutes into the conversation, and I'm just very grateful for the opportunity to speak with her um, to get it going on the podcast. So it's just, it's just awesome. So you're, you're born in the South Chicago area? Uh, yes, I'm, um, I'm Bronzeville. 
Bronzeville. I'm 24th and State, but I don't know if that it was Bronzeville then. You know, they even switched all this territory around. Uh huh. Yeah, I grew up in uh, projects. It was back then. It was it was it was nice. Oh really? And then, as I became an adult and um, moved out, you know, I saw a lot of different. Different people, younger people, I think, started moving in, and things just changed. Yeah. But I was still visiting at the time. My mother was still living there. Uh. And then I've only been on the south side going into seven years. I've always lived north. Oh, yeah. Rogers Park, yeah, um, and um, Edgewater. I always lived north, and then just the, the prop, the, I wasn't getting, the apartments wasn't really worth the money. So, I, like I said, I moved out south. I stayed on 72nd and Dorchester for about six years. Mm-hmm. I've only been at this new place not even a year. I moved in in November, and um, it's on 81st in uh, Muskegon. Oh. Uh, so I guess that's South Shore area. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems to be okay, but that 79th Street line. But the good part about it is it's got it's good transportation. 79th Street bus runs really swiftly. Mm-hmm. And then I got that Metro train. I could ride that, oh, yeah. which is good. And then let's see, what else? I'm one of those people. Per people who strategize, I I, I I plan my trip before I go, oh, and I, I was going to take another route, and then it hit me and said, no, 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 Deborah, I forgot, I said, you're right on Western, I just take the 79th Street bus straight to Western, and Western down, so, you know, I, I'm always planning my trip, I, I, you know, if I can get to point A, point, from point A to point B, um, effectively, if that's the correct term I'm using, then it works out really well for me, so... You know, knowing me that I'm not too much of a city guy, and uh-huh. still, I'm still confused with these lines, like the red line, the blue line. Oh, are line. you? What side of town are you living on, if y'all, you don't mind me asking? I actually live in Aurora. Oh. So I just take the metro train just to, to get so around. So the train will come this far mm-hmm. from Aurora? Yeah. Well, you're a long way from Aurora. Yeah, I take the, uh, the BNSF line. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, don't be confused. Now that, um, now that pink line, before the, the children renamed it, it used to be the blue line. Oh, really? Still goes the it's somewhat the same direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, actually, they did switch it because the the blue line strictly came down, then went under tunnel because it passed over by the county area. And then when they, the children named the pink line, they elevated it. Mm-hmm. So it comes, when, it, when they elevated it, it comes around and gets on the track from and connects on that green line track. And then it goes on around into the loop, and um, it goes, comes into the loops in his clock and lake. Then it goes on around, comes back out. Wales and Washington is it, and then it comes on back around, and then it heads back west. Oh. And then so, and then the, the red line used to be elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, now it, it it's underground. Um, it used to go on that track that you would see, the elevated with the orange line. Yeah. See, before the orange line came, the orange line is taken up where the red line used to be, so they it switched. You know, so in um as far as the brown line, it, to my knowledge, has always been elevated where it is, and the um as well as the um, purple line, mm-hmm. it's always been elevated. You know, I, I've been on every last one of them. So, oh. it's and then the good part about it with the with the connection, you can um. On Jackson, coming off the red line, you can get off and go under tunnel and walk and connect to your blue line. Oh, nice. And then um, as far as the pink line goes, the green line, the brown line, purple line, you come down the red line to Staten Lake and you get off. Then you can walk up a set of steps and you can board all of those different trains. And you can also go through the Illinois State Building 
and 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 board the, you can coming through the Illinois State Building you can get the blue line you can get the brown line you can get the purple line you can get the green line all but the red line you can get all of those in the Illinois State Building oh wow yeah oh yeah it's, you know just if you if you just got some time one day if you up here one weekend like you know just staying up the weekend if you have friends you know just I don't know to tell you to get on you know, trains nowadays. I've been working this job too long. I just never got the time to mm-hmm. to go around and about, you know, well, parts of Chicago. I don't know to say that it's safer now since yeah. a lot of people are in, but then I don't want to say it is yeah. because look at all this drama. Yeah. And then with the downtown, they're limiting it so much. You yeah. know, they don't want you to come down. And, you know, I understand her protecting it, but she makes me really angry, the mayor, you know, because yeah. as a matter of fact, I got a girlfriend, a friend of mine, so she and I went out. Not last weekend, weekend before, and we ate. And so I said, well, I said, well, let's go out and we just ride downtown. I said, I know you hate me now. What did I say that for? We got downtown, rode the bus all the way. Bus would not go back north. They stopped it because of the, the people starting to ride. They blocked the streets off. So, and she doesn't like trains. I said, girls, I'm going to stand here and wait with you. You know, that's what friends do. I ain't going to leave. But then I told girl, you better get on on that train because you can be home just like that. Yeah. So I got on on my train, and I was home in no time, and then she... She said she got on the bus and they wouldn't let him go back. And then she said, well, the boy had to wind up taking the train anyway. I, you should have did what I, I knew. I'm, and from where she is from the downtown, it takes me from downtown at Staten Lake where I boarded. It takes 15, 20 minutes to get to 79th. And she's on Loyola. It would have took about the same amount of time, 50, 20, 25 minutes at the most. I knew she was going to have to get on it. I knew it. But, you know, that's the thing I hate about going with, um, with the mayor. You know, you can't stop transportation and people have to, um, yeah. people have to um, get to and from work, you know, so that bothers me. Mm-hmm. But, you, you, it's, not, it's not like it's a big deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll get a chance to. So what's Aurora like? Aurora? Well, it's... It's, of course, in the suburbs. I live right across from Chicago Premium. Um, now, what's Chicago Premium? What's that? That's an outlet mall. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Most of, you know, most people commute all the way out there just to, you know, buy stuff. Oh, okay. And Are you anywhere close to where that incident happened, where that guy went in there and shot those people up? About 15 minutes from my home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What other places have you worked at before? You working like in the healthcare field or? Yes, um, self-employed. Um, okay. I, I, as I like to say, I've been retired for over. It's, it's when I was forty because unfortunately my health got bad. I'm a diabetic, unfortunately, oh. and it's pretty aggressive. But it's under control now, mm-hmm. and so I try not to let that get me down. So I, um, I, I hadn't worked the the last job I had in the office, and I still communicate even with my former employers. Love her dearly. Um, was um, at How Housing Opportunities for Women, mm-hmm. doing reception and light administrative work, and um, that was back in um, 2010. And then from that on, you know, just from that point on, just by word, of, <coughs> bless you, baby. Bless you. Thank you. Just by word of mouth, working with um, clients, mm-hmm. whether it be um, and uh, and then uh, the one client I had, she was a, a real estate agent. So I would um, when she had if she was selling property. Because the last property I did before she passed on, rest her soul, was in Hyde Park. And so um, I would go in there and clean it up, the condo. I clean it all up from 
this one had two rooms, whatever, and then she and I did this one house before. And um, I think I had think I had just turned 50, and I told her, I said, I can't let y'all do me. I'm telling you, she was, she was just something, when she passed, she was what, about, she, I think I think Miss Selma Adrian was about 80, 80, 81, 82. And um, she looked at me, she said, Debbie, should we keep going? I said, no, look at you, your place is flushed. No, we're gonna stop. So I've been, a, I've been pretty much a jack of all trade. Um, um, when I was younger, McDonald's. I worked in a bank before in Evanston. Mm-hmm. So I've just pretty much, pretty much just been all over. But but I'm just sitting. I'm like, and I'm in the house, and I'm like, I can say I got to get all this fat off me. I said I got to get out this house. So I left out today. I had it in my mind to be determined to get out today to get a job. That's good. I because I was I was I'm one of those. I wake up at three in the morning and. And then I can't get back to sleep. So when I'm when when I'm going ready to get back to sleep, it's like five, seven, eight. So mm-hmm. I'm up eating breakfast and everything. And and then so then as the time goes by, and let's say maybe two, three, I might doze obviously. And then then see that keeps me up. So I've been up since three thirty. Oh, I got wow. in the shower at three thirty. Wow. And I uh, just got myself together because I don't like to rush. And like I said, I, 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 I would have been sitting outside here for an hour, but I I prolonged and waited for another Western bus to come <laughs> afterwards. So I got here around 7.30 and just set out in the bus shuttle. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, but I, I like working. I'm just, I'm, I just, I can't let this diabetes define me. Like I said, it's, it's much better under control now. That's good. Much better, so. I'm hanging in there right now. You know, you start you start out with anything. The only thing I'm not gonna do, and I, I, I don't, I, I, I've already, I'm not going backwards to no restaurant. I can't do it. Even when I was young, I didn't like restaurants. <laughs> I have oily skin already, but the heat and I can yeah. never stand that grease and that oil. Oh, I could never yeah. stand it. That you ain't got to never worry about me doing that again. <laughs> never. <laughs> so if that answers your question, uh, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, there's a whole lot. And that is officially a wrap on this episode. It is unfinished and I wish something more can be done to it. Maybe in the future we can expect a part two Who knows? Tell you what though, it was truly a labor of love coming from me. I'm blessed to have met a lot of friendly faces here in the Chicagoland area. You know who you are. And there are a couple of things I have seen and explored and still doing so in these 11 years that translates to the beauty and grit of the Windy City, whether it's in the north side, the south side, the east side, and the west side, and of course downtown. And then there are the commuter train rides that stretch on further to the suburbs and even the farmlands in some instances. I have to admit, I haven't seen everything yet. It'll take some time, just like it was crafting this eighth episode of the first season. Thanks again for listening to the 2400 Vlog Podcast and appreciate the listens and the love. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 2400 Block Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify.